If you please turn with me to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs chapter 14, verse 1, in fact. If you please stand to honor the reading of his word. It says, Every wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. That's Proverbs 14, verse 1. You may be seated. God bless and honor the reading of his word. Every wise woman builds her house, but the foolish pulls it down with her hands. Once upon a time, there were three bears who lived in a house in the forest. There was a great big father bear, or papa bear, if you will, a middle-sized mama bear, and a little tiny, or big fat, depending on how you look at it, baby bear. One morning, their breakfast porridge was too hot to eat, so they decided to, now don't go too deep into this, okay? There's not any science between, behind this. People, I've actually heard them say, this doesn't make sense scientifically. Well, it is a fairy tale. Don't get too deep in it, okay? But anyway, uh, so they decided to go for a walk in the forest. They went out, and a little girl named Goldilocks decided to go uh, out for a walk herself. Uh, she went between the trees, and she found their house. She knocked on the door, and there was no one who answered, so she uh, decided to go break in an entrance, and she did. She broke the law and went into their house. She found that on the table there were three chairs, one large chair, one middle-sized chair, a small chair, too. Uh, there on the table, she saw that there were three bowls of porridge, a large bowl, a middle-sized bowl, and a small bowl, too. And there were three spoons. I'm sure one the spoon was large, the spoon was middle-sized, and there was a small spoon to boot. She saw that Goldilocks was very hungry, and she saw the porridge, and it looked so very, very good. So Goldilocks looked at that porridge, and she decided to eat it. Uh, she, she decided to steal, quite frankly. She uh, looked at the, bowl, uh, the uh, bowls, and one bowl was way too big, one was way middle-sized, one was way small. But the big-sized bowl was way too hot. The middle-sized bowl was way too cold, and the little-sized bowl was just right. So she ate it all up, the little thief. She moves on, and she goes to the chairs that they had there. The one chair was way too big and too hard. The middle-sized chair was too small and also way too soft. And the other size chair was just right. But when she sat on it, I guess she ate too much porridge and way too much, she broke it. So she decided to go upstairs. And when she went upstairs, you know the rest of the story. One was too hard, one was too soft, and one was just right, she fell asleep. The bears come home and find the thief sitting in, sleeping in the bed and then she ran out scared for her life. But the point, point of this story is not about the three bears. Have you noticed that when they tell the story, the papa's mean, the baby's a wimp, and the mama bear is too soft, too cold, too quiet, and all this stuff. This is how they, they build up the mama. She's too quiet. She's too soft. She's too this and she's too that. Well, I don't know where this mama's from, but the mamas that I know are tough. They can be soft, but they can be tough. They can be just as tough and strong as a daddy. They just have a different role as a daddy. That's all. But that, that, that mama bear is not the mama bears that I know. And believe it or not, believe it or not, the title of today's sermon is Mama Bear. It's Mama Bear because I have a lot of Mama Bears here in this church. A lot of Mama Bears who are visiting today, too. There's Mama Bears all over. In fact, that's why I'm wearing a tie. Now, we know Winnie the Pooh is not a Mama Bear, but he is a bear. And I had a few uh, Winnie the Pooh ties to choose from. But I decided to wear one of my Valentine's Day ties. It has him hugging hearts with hearts all around, you know, because I wanted to look at the loving Mama Bear. And that's what I'm thinking of today. 
So yes, mama bear is looked at as too soft, too cold, too gentle, too silent, too meek, and too weak, which is not what that doesn't land. We know that a mama bear is to be soft, warm, comforting, kind, gentle, honorable, reliable, sufficient, loving, and yes, protecting. I am very much, uh, I very much salute feel very honorable to know a lot of wonderful mama bears. And I'm talking about you Christian mamas who have protected and loved and brought up their children right. There's not a lot of mama bears out there who are living correctly today. I'm not talking about necessarily Christians, although a lot of them too. They decide to be like the baby bears, act wimpy, and they try to act like the babies. We're not to be the babies. They're to be the mama bears and bring them up right. Raise up a child in the way they should go. So in the end, it will not depart from them. They're supposed to be out there helping the daddy bears. It's true, a lot of daddy bears run off and act stupid, and they don't do things like they ought to do. Now, I'm not necessarily talking about you, daddy bear. I'm not necessarily talking about these daddy bears, but I'm talking about there are some out there who aren't living like they ought to. But today we're here to talk about the mama bear, not the papa bear. So let's talk about that. First of all, let's take a look. Let's take a look at what the Bible tells us about mama bears and papa bears. I'm talking about you mamas and daddies, your mamas and papas, not the group, the mamas and the papas of a Christian home. It says straight out in Exodus 20, verse 12, honor, this is from the Ten Commandments now, in Exodus 20, verse 12, honor your father and your mother that your days may be long in the land which the Lord your God has given you. He's talking about the promised land. He said, honor them. They're going to raise you right. Now, this doesn't just mean because they're the ones who brought you into the world that you should honor them and that they're great just because they brought you into the world. He's talking about how he first gave them, the mamas and the daddies, he gave them rules and laws, moral laws that, that will never go away. Even though Jesus Christ fulfilled the laws, those moral laws are still in effect. That doesn't mean you're saved by those laws. That means you live by those laws because you are saved. You know what's morally right and wrong. And mamas and daddies are to raise you correctly. And when they raise you correctly, you live by these because you know what's morally right and wrong. Mama and daddies are supposed to do that. But Jesus Christ also lived by this. We know that because what he said in Matthew 19, 19. Matthew 19, 19, he quotes this very law. He says, honor your father and mother and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. He said, these are the most important. These are the very most important things that we should do, or at least amongst them. He also said, or excuse me, it's also said by Paul, in this case, by Paul in Colossians 3, 20. Children, he says, children, obey your parents in all things, for this is pleasing to the Lord. But this, once again, is by parents who are supposed to bring their children up in the ways of the Lord. This doesn't just mean because mom and daddy said, don't eat this or don't eat that. He's talking about bringing your kids upright. And so, mama bears, make sure your kids have a good Christian foundation at home. Don't live trashy. And then wonder why your kids are like trashy. No, no. Bring them up right. Be an example first. Be a mama bear of God. Be a mama of God first. You live right, show them, and then they'll live right. But you can't go out there and live like the world and wonder why your kids are living like the world. They know it by watching you. Now, this doesn't say that if your kids are doing bad and you're not, that's your fault. No, no. Everybody, everybody has a choice. Everybody. If you have raised them correctly, but you make some mistakes because everybody does. But you admitted to your mistakes and said, no, that was wrong. That was wrong. 
and they decide to go out there and live wrong anyway, that's not your fault. But if you live incorrectly and won't admit to being incorrect, and you wonder where they got that example, it may not have been from you, but it might have been. It might have been. Try to raise them up correctly. So it also says in Ephesians 6, this is also Paul, by the way, Ephesians 6, 1 through 3, children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. It says in verse 2, honor your father and mother, which is the first commandment with a promise. So what is that promise? So that, verse 3, so that it may be well with you and you may live long on the earth. And this is not a promise that they will definitely live long, but it's saying if you raise them right in the ways of God, chances are, 90% of the time, they're not going to get involved with stupidity. They're not going to get involved with horrible things out there. And they're going to do good. They're going to live in the ways of the Lord. Now, there's other wonderful, wonderful promises out there. What about if you can't be a mama? And I quoted this just a little earlier. Psalm 113, verse 9. And I understand because I can't be a papa. Or not that I can't be, there's a, I'm just not. But listen to what it says in Psalm 113, verse 9. He gives a barren woman a dwelling. It says, Making her a joyful mother of children, praise the Lord. Even if you can't be a mama, God's given you a motherly place that is to help with children, even if they're not your specific personal children. You can be a mother-type figure, and that's a beautiful thing. Just because you're not a, a specific mother, that is to say a literal mother, you're still a mother figure. I know mothers that way. How about this, grandmamas and grandpapas? You're still a wonderful position. I know some really good grandmamas who help sometimes because the mamas don't and sometimes because the mamas uh, aren't living right and sometimes because the mamas need help. Maybe it's because the daddies aren't or maybe it's because they're just in a, a horrible position in their life and they need help. So it is your position, grandmas and grandpas, to help out. Listen to what it says in Proverbs 17, verse 6. Oh, yes. Grandchildren are the crown of old men. That means old women too, by the way. I'm not calling you old. I'm not calling you old. I want to call you blessed. Blessed. Blessed to have grandchildren and blessed to be here as long as you are. You might say, oh, pastor, that's easy for you to say. You've not been here that long. Oh, I sure feel like I have. My body tells me different. But that's not the point. The point is that you've been blessed to be here this long with that many children and grandchildren. What a blessing they are. Sometimes we forget that when they're loud. But guess what? What a blessing they are. God has blessed you with children and grandchildren. What a blessing they are. And it goes on to say this in that verse. Blessed or excuse me, grandchildren are crown of the old men and the glory of children are their fathers. Hallelujah. What a blessing they are. A blessing. And it goes on and on and on. A great blessing. Now what is a mother bear supposed to be? She's supposed to be warm and providing. Mothers, you're supposed to be warm and providing. Not just a home, but a home is more than just a building. More, a, a home is more than just a place. A mama bear is supposed to welcome their children home, no matter what the age. Now, by the way, I'm not telling you to welcome them home and live there until they're old and gray. I'm telling you, I, I'll be happy with some gray. <laughs> I'm telling you to make sure they know that there's always a place of home when they come home. Uh, make sure they know that it's a home of God. Make sure they know. Listen to what it says in Isaiah 49, 15. Can a woman forget her nursing child and have no compassion on the son of her womb? Even these may forget, yet I will not forget. God's talking about this in Isaiah, talking about his people. And in 1 Thessalonians 
2 7 1 Thessalonians 2 7 it says we but we were gentle among you like a nurse caring for her own children talk about being caring towards others but in this case talk about a mama always takes care of her babies now we're not literally talking about nursing here but we're talking about taking care of her young a mama doesn't stop loving her own babies now some mamas need to, to learn from this in the sense that I've seen some mamas who try to take care of their babies even when they're older and they're doing stupid things. If you really care for your young child and you love them even when they do bad, dumb things, you can love them. But if your child is breaking the law or doing something ignorant, you love them, but you love them enough to let them learn from their mistakes. You don't try to hide them from doing it. Let them learn from it. It says this in Ezekiel 19, 10, and 7. Your mother is like a vine in your vineyard, planted by the waters. It is fruitful and full of branches by reason of many waters. It had strong rods for the scepters of those who rule. And its stature was exalted above the clouds. So it appeared in its height with a multitude of its branches. In other words, much growth comes from these vineyards. Much fruit comes, and a mother supplies fruit to the young. A mama bear is not only warm and providing. A mama bear is to be smart and sufficient. Oh, I learned many things from my mama, from my mama bear. A mama bear is to be smart and sufficient. And saying it again, this time I'll read it to you. Proverbs 22, verse 6. I quoted a lot. Because we should know this, parents. A mama bear and a papa bear should both remember this and remember it well. Proverbs 22, verse 6, because it says, Train up a child in the way he should go, or she. And when he is old, he will not depart from it. You can't force a child to do what they should do. But you can raise them up, and that blueprint, that foundation is there. And they'll know it. They'll know it well. Back to Ezekiel chapter 19, because it says in verse 2, And say, What was your mother? A lioness among lions? She lay down among young lions. She nursed her whelps. In other words, she nursed the young. Now, of course, you guys right now, we're talking about being mama bears, not mama lions, but that's not the point. Still a good mother taking care of the young, taking care of those youngsters. I like what it says in Titus chapter 2. In Titus chapter 2, verse 3 through 5, this is to be remembered. A smart, sufficient woman, a mama, can be a mother to the younger mothers. And I, mean, I don't mean a literal mother, but I'm talking about a mother figure to help the younger mothers learn. And I like this. It says this, Likewise, older women should be reverent in behavior. I think a lot of people need to learn this nowadays because I see a lot of older women and younger women. I say younger. Please don't attack me when I leave here today. <laughs> when I was young, a 40-year-old woman was not thought of as a young kid. And nowadays, the 40-year-old women are trying to act like they're 15. What is wrong with them? You're supposed to be to a point where you're teaching the young girls how to behave. But it seems to me like a lot of those girls in that age are trying to behave like their kids. Come on now. God wants you to help to teach the young, not try to be like the young. Come on. The older women, no matter what age you are, we're not just talking about your age. 
We're talking about your spiritual maturity. Raise up the other young ladies. Help them to see. I'm not talking about getting their face and nah, 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 nah. But I'm talking about help them through love and compassion. No, not saying they're right because they want to be right, but yet showing them through your actions. Help teach them. Help show them. Not try to be cool. Because, by the way, cool is a something that changes every two seconds, right? It's an opinion. But God's opinion is always right. And if he tells us what to do, we should do it. I, by the way, I'm not cool in most people's opinion, but I don't care. As long as I'm living by God's ways, that's all that matters. It says, likewise, older women, this is Titus 2, 3 through 5 again. Likewise, older women should be reverent in behavior and not be false accusers, not be enslaved to much wine. Okay, we know what that means. But teachers of good things that they may teach the younger women to love their husbands, to love their children. And to be self-controlled, pure, homemakers, good, obedient to their own husbands, that the word of God may not be dishonored. Oh, Philip, you're so unpopular for what you just said. Didn't you just hear you're a sexist heathen? Oh, well, I'm sexist to the eyes of the world, but I'm going to be of the Lord, not of the Lord. Greater is he who's who's in you than he who's of the world, First John 4, 4. I'm not talking about being a sexist. I'm not talking about being heathenistic. Are being abusive. What a husband is to do is to lead the house in the ways of the Lord. By the way, the leader of the house is not the father, is not the husband. It is the Lord God who leads the husband and leads the wife at the same time so they can equally be yoked and be following the Lord God. That's what we're talking about. Oh, I'm getting fired up. I'm getting fired up because I see so many beautiful young women, beautiful young mamas, and mama bears who are being misled by the honey of the world and it's poison i'm telling you it's poison be careful mamas be careful mama bears don't follow the poison of the world that's satan going ha 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 i tricked you don't go for that nonsense <sighs> proverbs 1 8 through 9 my son hear the instruction of your father and do not forsake the teaching of your mother and they will be a garland of grace on your head and a chains around your neck little boy Listen up, listen up, little boy. Listen up. When you go out in the world, and I'm telling you this because there's going to be all sorts of someday mamas to your little cubs. Don't you listen to those heathens out there. You listen to what your mom and daddy told you when they were following Father Bear God. Because they're going to raise you right if they're listening to Father Bear God. And they are going to have you to be raised right. Don't listen to those others. Make sure what they taught you is a garland around your neck. That means like a jewel. That means like something that you could take with you from this day forward. The word of God, the truth. But that won't make you popular. Who cares? You don't have to answer to those people out there. You answer to the Lord God and him alone. And him alone. But people won't put likes on my Facebook account. <laughs> oh, well, they might put frowny faces. That's okay. Turn that frown upside down and guess what you got? Likes. And that's okay with me. <laughs> I'm not worried about what those people in the world think. What I said before. Greater is he who's in you. Greater is he who's in you than the use of the world. No, I'm not talking about being a creep. I'm talking about being loving enough to tell the truth. With love. With love. A mama bear is strong and loving. Strong and loving. Strong enough not to care about what the world thinks about her raising of the cubs. Loving enough to stop the ears of the 
loving enough to tell them the truth of the Lord. Oh, I'm going to read to you Proverbs 31. Man, I was going to give you a verse. I was. I was going to give you a verse. Couldn't do it. There's too many good verses. I was going to give you, oh, I'll give you this verse or that verse. With it. There's too many. So I'm going to give you verses 25 through 30. You can follow with me if you will. But this is a good one. Proverbs 31, 25 through 30. Listen to this now. It's talking about the mama. Strength. And I believe it's, I could be wrong. No, I believe this is Solomon who wrote this. Mr. Wisdom. Listen to this now. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she will rejoice in time to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the teaching of kindness. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. Her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but you excel them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord, and we're talking about respectfully following God, okay? A woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Mama Bear, you shall be praised when you raise your children lovingly and strong. I've seen so many strong, wonderful mama bears. I know it sounds weird of calling you mama bear. But I'm talking about those who bring you up. You, excuse me, those who are bringing the children up right. They're strong, they're loving. And I'm so thankful. So thankful. I've been caught. I've been caught. I've caught the eye. Or I've been caught in the eye of dangerous bears out there before who caught my attention with honey. And let me tell you something, poison. Oh, it tastes sweet for a moment, but all oh, the bitterness comes later on. Thank God for my mama bear who jumped out and said, I don't think so, and scared the poison away. You know what's so great about that? Brought me up in the eyes of the Lord and the truth set me free. The truth set me free. What does it say in John 16, 21? When a, it says John 16, 21. Listen to what Jesus says now. When a woman is giving birth, she has pain, but her hour has come. But as soon as she delivers a child, she no longer remembers the anguish for joy. She no longer remembers the anguish for joy that a child is born into the world. I've heard women say, oh, I remember that pain. You can remember it, but when you're saying you don't longer live in the pain, you no longer are soaking in that pain. You're now so overcome by the joy of the child that pain no longer takes you. Praise the Lord God. That woman is strong enough to be overcome by the love and the joy of that baby. That pain no longer is with you. The love is. Thank God for it. And I love what it says in 3 John, verse 4. Now, keep in mind, this is John. He's not a daddy. But he's talking about those who he's raising up to follow God. Mama bear, this is what I'm saying to you. Raise your children up. Because listen to what John says here in 3 John, verse 4. There's only one chapter. It says, I have no greater joy than to hear that my children walk in truth. Isn't that true for you, Mama Bear? To know that you're raising your children up. Okay, so they may get taken by that poison honey for a while. And that's not good. But you keep praying. Their strength is still there. And they're still seeing that you're living in the truth. That you're not being overtaken by that ill honey, by that poison honey. And guess what? You can chase away poison by praying against it and rebuking it. 
rebuking Satan, rebuking Satan. And guess what? Mama bear, don't you be afraid to chase away those who are poisonous. Oh, I've seen it before. I've seen mama bear saying, I don't want you being with that gal. I don't want you being with her. She's no good. You say, well, when they become adults, I'm not talking about when they're adults. I'm talking about when they're young. I'm talking about when they're young in school and they have all sorts of trashy gals coming near them. And they say, well, what can I do? What can you do? I know what you can do. You can put down the blueprint. You can tell them, no, they're not they're not godly, the worldly. You can say, no, I don't want you with that trash. You say, no, I don't want you with them. No, we're not going to have any Jezebels. Oh, that's in the Bible. So Satan, I don't want you with Satan either. And Jezebel was used to Satan. No, put the foot down and tell them what kind of godly woman would be equally yoked. Equally yoked, not joked. We want you equally yoked, not unyoked. What does it mean to be equally yoked? Evenly, like, like two horses, two oxen, equally following God. Not one following God, nor unequally. I've been unequally yoked. It is a nightmare. Don't do it. Don't do it. Listen to Mama Bear. Listen to Papa Bear. Follow God. Mama Bear, Papa Bear, you better follow God. Don't tell your kids to be equally yoked if you're not. If you're not. Okay, Mama Bear, listen to this now. A Mama Bear, Mama Bear is warm and provided. A Mama Bear is smart and sufficient. A mama bear is strong and loving, but you know what a mama bear is too? Oh, and this comes right out of the Bible. A mama bear protects with claws to come out and protect. Oh, I've seen mama bears. Oh, you look up YouTube. You see mama bears protect. Woo, I wouldn't want to upset a mama bear in real life. Oh, Aunt B, if I came out there and a mama bear came at me, well, let me just say this. Even though I'm a fat man with bad knees, I'd be running faster than Forrest Gump. Let me just tell you that. I would. I'd be like a flash. I'd be gone. Let's now go to first. Excuse me, Second Kings chapter two. Now let me set this up for you. Second Kings chapter two starts off with Elijah, and Elijah is about to leave, not die, because Elijah doesn't die. Elijah is taken up in a chariot of fire out of this world, up to be with the Lord God. Chariots of fire. And Elisha, he keeps telling him, you can leave now. You don't need to be here. And he says, I'm not leaving you. I'm not going to go. And he said, I want a double portion of the blessings you have. And he says, if you see me go, God will give you that double portion. God will give it to you. And you will be blessed and follow the walk that I have taken. And God will give it to you. And God will lead you. And you will do what I have done. So this is what happens. He sees the chariot come. He sees Elijah in the chariot of fire with the angels, and he sees that, oh my goodness, he sees the horses, he sees the fire, he sees the whole ordeal. He, when he leaves, when Elijah leaves, he throws down his gauntlet. He, he takes that, that, that fur and all that. He picks all that up and puts it on. He takes it, he hits the river, and opens the water up, just like what Elijah did, and people saw it. They saw him come with that, just like Elijah. But you know what's interesting? Some people would accept it. They would accept him to be uh, blessed like Elijah. They were so used, and I understand that. I had people who wouldn't accept me as a pastor for a short time. I had people who wouldn't accept me as a minister for a short time. But guess what? I don't care because I at first wouldn't have it either because I kept comparing myself to others, comparing myself to my dad and other people. But I am not Charles Stanley. I am not Billy Graham. I am not Fred Kuntz. I am Philip. But Elisha and I have something in common. We're following men that we love and we're bold. Now, that being said, listen what happens here. So people wouldn't accept that they go back to make sure that Elijah, that Elijah is gone. Now they can't find his dead body because there is no dead body. Elijah is one of the two people who left this world 
gone with no dead body. Just gone. Then I'm talking about besides Jesus, okay? So here's the thing that happens. Here's the thing that happens. Elijah is gone. They can't find it. They come back. But here's what happens when we, by the time we get to 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 23 and 25, all the people say, well, I guess he's the new one, the one that God used the prophet. But there were young boys. Now, it says children. We don't know if this literally means children or just young men. We know that they're young, but, but this word that they use, there's two words. They're from the Hebrew words. One is uh, katan, katan, that starts with Q-A-T-A-N, katan, and one, which means little, and one means uh, is nayar, nayar, which means children. Now, this could mean literal children, but it could also just mean immature grown men, because it's used in the Bible several times. One for uh, Hadad, the Edomite, who is a grown man and is getting married, actually, to Pharaoh's sister-in-law. One is for Solomon, and one is later on uh, for other people. And it just means little child, or in other words, uh, immature grown men. So are they grown men, uh, young grown men who are just immature spiritually? Maybe. Or are they little children? I don't know. And the reason why I want to say this is a lot of times when people see this, they say, God had this happen to little kids? That's not nice. Well, it's not so much that they were little kids or young men. It's so much that their attitude was bad. So here's what happens. In 2 Kings chapter 2, verse 23 to 25, it says he, this being Elisha, he went up from there to Bethel and going up on the way, little boys, whoever they were, young men, whatever, the youngsters came out of the city and made fun of him and said to him, go up, you bald head, go up, you bald head. Now, I want to warn you, when your pastor comes in and you see him in his beautiful bald head, blessed by God, show respect. <laughs> I'm simply saying, I'm simply saying, these people didn't show respect to God's chosen. Now, I'm not saying that about me. Okay? I'm simply saying about Elisha. They were disrespecting him, saying that he wasn't chosen of God, saying that he wasn't chosen of God, and they were disrespecting him, saying that he wasn't there. That's what this. That's why this was. So he turned around, verse 24, he turned around, saw them, and cursed them in the name of the Lord. And what does that mean? It means he said, no, you did not. And two she-bears, I'm going to call them mama bears, Two mama bears, two she bears came out of the woods and ripped open 42 of the boys, of the young men. These two she bears came out, these two mama bears came out and ripped them open. Uh, he went from there to Mount Carmel and from there he returned to Samaria. Now, what does this mean? Does this mean that 42 kids were destroyed and killed? I don't know. It does mean that 42 of them learned their lesson. They learned their lesson not to disrespect God because it had nothing to do really with Elisha it had to do with the fact that they were not accepting him as God's man. They were not listening here now. Elisha simply made it clear to them and to all who are watching, it wasn't about Elisha. It was about God's honor, and they were mocking God's honor. They were mocking the Lord God, and he had had enough. God ratified the position by sending two she-bears, two mama bears, if you will, from the woods to maul them up. That means, that means that these mama bears was teaching these little children or young men a lesson. He's teaching me, did they die? I don't know. But I know one thing. They darn sure were disabled. They were disabled. They were taught that to, and learned, they learned a lesson not to mock the Lord, not to mock God. And if more mama bears in our spiritual life were teaching kids to honor God, not mock God, but be raised in the way of the Lord, God would not have to send these mama bears out to do that. Amen. I'm saying that we are living in a nation right now where mamas and papas are not raising their kids up in the way of the Lord God, and we need more mama bears. I'm not telling you to go out there and maul children in Walmart. I'm telling you to, to start teaching children right in your home 
so they will not get out there any trouble. This is what I'm saying. All the bears, raise up your child in the way of the Lord to respect the name of the Lord. Just like Mary protected Jesus. Just like Moses' mama protected him. And she did. She protected him until she sent him out there. Why would she send him out there? Because she put him in the arms of God and knew that God would take care of the rest. Guess what? Hannah did the same thing with Samuel. Hannah did the same thing with Samuel. She said, I'm going to protect him until I'm done nursing him. And I'm going to take him to the temple and he's going to be raised by God. And I know that God will take care of the rest. And she still saw him every year. She went and saw him every year and knew that God was taking care of the rest. That's what we have to do, mamas, mama bears. Hand your baby cubs to God. He will take care of the rest. And last but not least, we know a mama bear is what? She's warm and providing. Mama bear is smart and sufficient. A mama bear is strong and loving. A mama bear protects. And a mama bear is soft and comforting in her home. In her home. A mama bear is soft and comforting in her home. As it says in Isaiah 66, verse 13. As one whom his mother comforts, so I, this is what we're talking to, uh, to Jerusalem here. He says, as one whom his mother comforts, so I will comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. Think about that. God could have chosen anything in the world that he created, and he chose to compare himself loving to a, and comforting to a loving mother. Think about that. A mama in home comforts. This is why I said that when you're in pain and having problems, there's no place like home. Click, click. No place like home. Go back home to mama where she can protect you. And I and back to the wisest man, Song of Solomon, Song of Songs, this is also called, 8-2. I would lead you and bring you into the house of my mother. She who used to instruct me, I would give you spiced wine to drink and juice of my pomegranates. Now this is talking about being nursed, but still, he's talking about how mama will comfort and take care and feed. That's what a mama does, takes care of the cub. Mamas, bring your children up correctly. Feed them, comfort them, bring them up in the ways of the Lord. With just a couple of more things to say before we close here today. In Luke 14, 26, listen to what Jesus says. If anyone comes to me, now, this is going to be confusing after all I just said, but don't be confused by it. This is what it says. If anyone comes to me and does not hate his father and mother and his wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, even his own life, he cannot be my disciples. People take this literal, that we're supposed to hate our family and our friends and everybody else and hate ourselves. It's not what he's saying. Jesus was simply saying, and I had to bring this up because I've had this asked of me a million times. God tells us to hate everybody. No, he does not. He's saying simply to those disciples at the time to take up thy cross and follow me. He's simply saying to them, leave your home. He's saying, I have to come first. He was saying that to his disciples. But we've said it a hundred times before. Jesus must come first. Mamas and daddies and everybody else after. We've said it before and I'll say it again. God, Jesus is saying, God, then your spouse, then your family, that includes mamas and dads, and kids and all that, then your friends, then your enemies, 
than you. That's how it goes. That's how it always has to go. Is this literal? No. But to sum it up, here we go. Matthew 10, 37. Matthew 10, 37. Because we can see how Jesus really feels. In Matthew 10, 37. It says, He who loves his mother, his father or mother, more than me, is not worthy of me. And he who loves a son or a daughter more than me is not worthy of me. And of course, we can see that we're to raise up the family as they should go. And Proverbs 22, 6, as we said a while ago, brings up or train up a child in the way they should go. And in the end, it will not depart from them. We know that. So mama bears have a, a big position, a tough position, raising them up in the way they should go. Mama bears are to be warm and providing, giving them plenty of honey when they need it. But make sure that honey is true honey. Make sure they're trained up right. Make sure they're warm providing. Make sure they're smart and sufficient. Make sure a mama bear is strong and loving. A mama bear is to be protective. A mama bear is to be soft and comforting and give a great home of God. Papa bear, you better be right there with them. Making sure you're protective over all of them following God. But this is to the mama bear. Mama bears be warm and providing, smart and sufficient, strong and loving, protecting, soft and comforting, and provide a home. And with that, I will close with Deuteronomy 5.16. Honor your father and your mother, just as the Lord your God has commanded you, that your days may be prolonged, and that it may go well with you in the land which the Lord your God is giving you. Let's bow in prayer. Lord God, thank you so much for all these mothers who are here today, for all the mamas. I pray, Lord God, that you will protect them, keep them safe. Lord God, I pray that you will help them to continue to be warm and providing in their homes, to give them a smart and sufficient understanding of the wisdom that they need, Lord God, from your word, from the Holy Spirit. I pray that they will be strong and loving. I pray, Lord God, that you will help them to protect them even their grandchildren and their nephews and nieces and all those who need it. Perhaps there's people in their neighborhood who don't have a mother that they need, but you're putting them in a position to be a mother-like figure. And I pray, Lord God, that you help them be soft and comforting in the home that they, you have provided for them and that they can provide for others. I pray, Lord God, that you will put them in the positions that they need. They may feel that their children are all grown and their motherhood is, is, is all gone, but it's not. And I pray you remind them of that. Maybe there are some here, Lord God, who feel that they are no longer a mother because their children are no longer with them. I pray today that, Lord God, that you will wrap your arms around them and allow them to feel and understand that they're, they're not done with that. Your job is for them still and that you have other people for them to help with. I pray that they will feel this, know this, and understand this today. That you, Lord God, through the Holy Spirit, will just help them and guide them. Lord, if there are those at home watching this, I pray that you'll strengthen them too. I pray, Lord, for the men who are watching, who are understanding that their job is there too, to be sufficient, to be understanding and to provide for the mothers, to guide them, to help them, Lord God, that they are to have a soft, loving heart as well. Lord, I pray this in your holy, precious name. Amen. Would you stand with me?